you experienced? Have you ever been experienced? And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 370, a.k.a. Year 8, Week 15, uh, coming at you this week. As always, I am your host, Mr. Richie Rich, along with MC and KS. And since this is your regularly scheduled Clubhouse broadcast, uh, find us there at the Clubhouse app thingamajig. Uh, find the club at the Anarchist Experience or at me at Riches for Rich, R-I-C-H-E-S, the number four. R-I-C-H, and if you want to participate, uh, do so. Raise your hand. We'll figure it out. Invite you in, maybe. Depending if he looks like a troll or not, you might just sit there for a little bit with your hand up waiting for me, and then if you eventually disappear, I'll know you're trolling. And if you're sitting there, sitting there, sitting there, and you really, really have something to say, and then maybe we let you talk. But that's how it's been working because people, <laughs> because people pop in and out, and, I, and as soon as they pop in, they want to talk and say something immediately. And I go, well, we're going to wait it out now. So if you, if it's a legitimate, you know, thought that you want to get out there based on the conversation that we're having, uh, then I'll, I, I will absolutely let you in. If you're just a troll passing by, uh, keep on passing by. Uh, that being said, what is going on with you guys this week? Uh, not a whole lot. Um, I heard uh, there was this Roe versus Wade uh, talk. Do of, we have uh, to? I know. I don't. It's not my favorite issue. But. Uh, there's drama involved, so uh, I guess we do have to. Okay, I guess it's is is it our duty as as a as as libertarian drama listening. queens? Yeah, no. yeah sure. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to be delicate about it <laughs> because 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 here's the thing, right? The anarchist experience, like I've used the term libertarian interchangeably, depending on the audience. Um, I think this audience understands it. Um. But there's there's there are libertarians that fall on both sides of the issue, and so what's the libertarian position? Should we start with what's the anarchist position? Um, sure. Mind your fucking business. <laughs> <laughs> and and here's the thing. That being said, right? If the Supreme Court is staying out of it and getting the federal government out of it, I think that's a good thing, right? Because we want less government involvement in in our lives, and if the government is you know either uh, precluding people from doing things um, or precluding you know other organizations from doing things that are not actually protecting life and liberty, um, then they should have no business. So the anarchist in me goes like, well, that's one less thing the government is involved in, or at least the federal government is involved in. So good, right? End it. Like repeal all the laws at the federal level one by one as quickly as you can. And, and then, right. You know, this is the pragmatic side of things. And then the States themselves can work on it. Right. Then we can work on, you know, getting the States to repeal their nonsense bullshit. Yes. And therefore you have this sort of laboratory of, of multiple experiences that people are trying out different things to see what works better or worse. And, and also um, people uh, can move from one place to another, one jurisdiction to another. Um, Granted, that's not always pleasant for people, but at least they have that choice as opposed to a blanket uh, rule one way or another. Right. I I think you're right that the assumption is that, um, that the federal government has to mandate the, the uh, policy for the whole country when there's no necessary, not no necessary reason for that. There never is. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, there's, there should never be like the, the entire existence of the federal government is unnecessary. And then the entire existence of the state government is unnecessary. And then the entire existence of the city and county governments are entirely unnecessary. So the less, the less power that they have, you know, and they're voluntarily giving this one up, you know, 
Supreme, like hat tip, golf clap, whatever to the Supreme court going like, yeah, we're going to give this one up, send it back to the States. I go, well, did not expect that. So, so I have a conspiracy theory that the reason they're giving this up right now is because the right has got too strong because uh, Biden has ch- chased away enough liberals uh, from, from the left. Uh, the far left has chased people um, to the middle or to the right. Um, and so they're going to lose real bad in the elections coming up. And so they need something to divide the left and the right to make it more even, to make it seem like the government is necessary because uh, there's e- an equal amount of people uh, you know, fighting against each other uh, for these uh, magical seats of power. And, um, and so the, the illusion must be strengthened by uh, ending Roe versus Wade now, uh, even before it ends, ending it before it ends by, by leaking it, <laughs> yeah. causing, causing all this drama uh, so that, you know, the, the, the left can get a little bit stronger to, to, you know, get their base back basically yeah, saying I, that this is the issue that you must stay on the left because uh, this, is a, this, is, this is the most important leftist issue in the world. I seen a social media post that basically said that. It said, and just like that, the midterms will be about abortion. Yeah, and of course. it was that easy. Right? Exactly. Not not the inflation, not the Ukraine conflict, not, you know, not any of the other yeah. things going and, on. But boom, and we'll see like how that. and we'll see how stupid people are uh, coming up. Now, well, we know how stupid should, people are. I'm not saying they should vote for the right, but um I bet you a whole bunch of people are going to come out and 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 vote for abortions cuz that's their uh their their moral duty. It's so weird. Like I don't I don't you know, you, you brought up the issue like people can move and that's the, you know, that's the feature of the system, right? So if you're in a place where, you know, it's it's about to be criminal, right? Like why would you want to be there to begin with? That's not mm-hmm. your people. That's not your area. Right. Like leave. And I, I say that as someone who like moved to New Hampshire to be closer with people in that sphere, right? Like my people. The, the you know the libertarians the anarchists the, the freedom oriented individuals um, as part of the free state project like nope we're all going to go to one place where we can all be together and do our thing there I went all right fuck I'm in uh, so if you're like you know if you like, I have to drive three hours to go see a doctor to get an abortion just move three hours right? <laughs> yeah all of us if, they if that's would go all it that takes, far for a concert wouldn't they <laughs> they probably would yeah. <laughs> And they'd pay more. <laughs> Absolutely. So if, 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 you know, if the, if where you want to be is like three hours away, just, just go, I get it. You know, there's socioeconomic factors and you know, it's, it's hard to just up and move. Well, if it's that important, right. You know, if it's important enough, you'll find a way. If it's not, you'll find an excuse. That's seems appropriate or, or fight where you stand. Right. No, somehow if a little harder from Hawaii, but that's a, that's a six hour flight instead of a three hour drive. Is, is Hawaii one of those States that's going to ban it? Uh, well, probably not. No. Okay. But I mean, for the people on the other side of the issue who don't uh, relish, um, uh, you know, accepting abortion, you know, if they don't like being in the state for that, then they can go elsewhere. Yeah, well, and and again, I did right more than more than six hours, like six thousand miles from Hawaii to New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. Um, but even even in that case, right? That's the other side of that is if you don't want to get one, right? Then don't get one, right? You'll you'll never you'll never patronize these businesses. You can protest the business, but you never patronize them. It's like you're not the market, so just let them operate in their market. And if it's that important enough to you, right? Like it's murder. We must stop these murderers. Uh, then, you know, you're going to have to find a way. You'd have to find a way around that. Right. Then don't associate with those people. Right. That's where the social ostracization comes into play. Right. If you want to like, if you want to recon people's comings and goings into the clinic or hospital, wherever they're, they're performing this medical procedure, um, and then, you know, dox them somehow and ban, you know, we, we talked about that. Was it last week or the week before? Like soon in the future, technology will be in such a way that everyone will know everything about you and will be able to make business decisions 
you know, and we call that the social credit score or the reputation rating, right? If you're a landlord and you don't want to. As as long as we can make an anarchist reputation score, (laughs) except, you know, competing score. Okay. How how statist are you? Okay, we won't do business with you. And I've actually suggested that before, too. Yeah. It's, but, and, and what I suggested a few weeks ago, and you guys, you know, rebutted it for the, you know, for the duration of the show was basically like, that is so goddamn complicated that I don't want to see it. Right. I don't want, I don't want to be in that society where like, you know, what, what my personal position is on certain things affects whether or not I can shop at a grocery store. Right. But that's where we're headed with either with a reputation rating, with a social credit score or whatever the anarchist equivalent of that's going to be. Uh, but if that's where we're heading, right. And you, and you know, these people, right. These pro abortion, pro murder, pro baby killing, whatever, just don't do business with them. Right. That's, that's the freedom of association aspect of it. Is it not? Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a, it's the best alternative, I think, to government, um, dictates and, um, and, uh, impositions just blanket blanket laws yeah so the market solution is there uh at the beginning i said you know what is the libertarian position you asked me what the anarchist position was what's the libertarian mm-hmm. position since libertarians come on yeah. all sides of the issue and what's wrong with those who get it wrong uh yeah a couple of things i'd like to say on that well first of all i find that uh um, rather hypocritical that the pro-life and pro-choice positions on abortion are not at all concerned about pro-life and pro-choice with regard to immigration people who already exist and um, are fully grown and and um, uh, and both of those pro-choice and pro-life advocates uh, would not accept human beings from across the border in the same way that they are debating the issue of uh, <coughs> of um, you know the unborn yeah okay now you're right. You, you said it right at the very beginning that there's a multitude of libertarian positions because libertarians are a lot of different people, and it's um, very well. It's it it's perceived as a as a complicated thing because you have uh, individual rights that are perceived on both sides, on the woman and on the fetus. So here's a um, um, let me put this out to you, sure. and you guys deliberate it. See if it. Uh, how it fits the libertarian paradigm. Okay, a fetus, like a trespasser, does not have the right to be on your property. The fetus is no worse than a trespasser. In fact, the fetus is more innocent because it didn't decide to trespass. So we shouldn't have the right to treat the fetus any worse than a trespasser. If a squatter is camped on your property, you have the right to remove him or to call someone to have him removed but you don't have the right or you probably wouldn't exercise the right to shoot him, the least harmful force necessary to remove him uh, should be used in proportion to the offense. So if a fetus is viable outside the room, wouldn't it have as much rights as the trespasser? So um, what do you think about this? So that sounds very similar to um, someone posted the, the quote from, is it, Ethics of Liberty or some Murray Rothbard book that I have yeah. read, but I don't recall everything from it. Uh, yeah, which yeah, basically, yeah. you know, the the evictionist argument, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and I hear it, and it reminds me of a, I want to phrase this a different way. We might be on the same page, KS. Um, I think there there has to be a dividing line or an understanding the difference between murdering someone. And letting someone die. Does that make sense? Sure. Like sure. If, if someone is choking on a chicken bone, I do. I have no positive obligation to render aid, right? Right. Okay. Okay. But if I force the chicken bone down someone's throat, um, then I, I, have, I have aggressed against that person, right? And then cause, like my actions cause them to perish. And so when I hear the evictionist argument, um, I tend to agree with it ever so slightly because once the fetus or baby or whatever is removed, I don't think that that creates a positive obligation 
on anyone to keep it alive. Uh, you know, we're always uh, making the distinction in our all of our conversations between the legal and the moral. Right. And of course, um, what uh, moves us is, I think libertarians are moved much more by the moral argument than by the legal argument. The legal argument is just trying to put into practice a moral justification. And poorly, because everyone has a different yeah. set of morality. That's right, that's right, yeah. Um, but I think this concept of proportionality is something that um, Rothbard talked about extensively, that, um, you know, yes, you have a right, if somebody steps on your on the corner of your, your yard, we're going, you know, on a, on a path that goes across your, your property. Um, the legal action uh, against trespass, uh, you know, or, or stealing a penny uh, from you uh, could be whatever it takes to, to prevent that or to punish that. But, but it doesn't, in, even in a libertarian world, it doesn't make sense to act out of proportion to the offense. Okay. So are you saying that my suggestion is out of proportion? I'm not sure. No, no, no. I mean, okay. I, yeah. Um, but it needs to be taken. I, I think it, it's wise to take it into, into consideration because it's, um, you know, in proportion to the offense. Okay. You know. Um, I, I remember a long time ago, the issue came up on free talk live, mm-hmm. um, like years ago, like over a decade ago, possibly. And the argument was made that the fetus is parasitical living off the mother. Um, and then someone pulled up a dictionary definition and in order to qualify as a parasite, um, the, the, the parasite has to be of like a different species than the host. So you can't call the you can't call the fetus uh, a parasite because hey it's it's you know it's of human origin, um, and I think an argument can be made with regard to uh, the person's action that um, um, that the fetus w- was invited. Um, I mean, except in case of uh, rape or incest, well, rape okay. uh, or incest. Um, normal uh, sexual relations people may say well I don't expect it to turn out and uh, to to have a child I'm not expecting to get get pregnant but being knowledgeable that that's how children are born um, I think an argument could be made that um, it was an invitation to that existence and so, therefore, it isn't a trespasser, but it is okay. an invited um, creature. Well, if I invite you over for dinner, or you invite me over for dinner, mm-hmm. and then at some point I just go like, nah, I'm going to stay. I'm here now. And you go like, dude, you got to leave. I'm, I'm going to bed. You know, like, nah, I'm here. I'm here for nine months, right? You may have invited me, but you can rescind that invitation and ask me to leave at any time. And if you ask me to leave and I choose not to leave... Right, I deny that request. Um, you you would be compelled to physically remove me. I think we have had this conversation before once on our probably eight, year, eight years worth of talking. <laughs> but what do you recall from it then? Because <laughs> yeah. I'm a, so, I, I'm 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 sandbagging a little bit here. Sure, sure. Because I was I'm working on this as the news comes out, and I have a new theory uh, that I wanna I was going to propose. Um, and I, so you know, it's, one of the, um, okay, uh, now I lost track of my thought already. Go, go <laughs> We've covered this before, but there's nothing new um, about is anything. It, <laughs> so first, I want to say that that you know it is a human life, and in and it's human, and it's actually uh, separate because it takes two uh, to make the thing, um, and so if it was to be removed, um, then. Uh, it should be treated like any other human life. And so if you're at a hospital or a medical establishment to get this medical procedure done and the fetus is removed, then they should try to keep it alive because that's what they're, you know, supposedly they're there to help. Right. Okay. And so, and, and there was another, there was a famous 
abortionist. He did thousands of abortions and, and, uh, and he had a change of heart and he said, you know what, actually this isn't valid. And, and, um, that, uh, in, in his, uh, assumption that, uh, it was basically that the abortions aren't necessary at all. Um, they might be wanted, um, but they're not necessary. So even in the case where the fetus is potentially harming the mother, um, then the fetus should be removed without killing it first. And, uh, and so that the word for that is brought to term. So, you know, okay. make, make her have the baby and then try to keep it alive. And if you can't, then fine, because you, you're protecting the mother. That's fine. But, um, but his, 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 his conclusion is that, that abortions aren't necessary and uh, the baby should always be uh, protected like you know, any other person would be. Okay. Um, so, and, and I, I take his, his position on that. I, I think it's uh, simple enough and I think it's correct. Okay. Um, I'm, sh- I'm sure with the advancement of technology, this will become easier to do. But currently, with, you know. With the opening of the market, it would be there would be tremendous incentives for it to happen. There are, there are millions of people who want to have children but can't, and if they were allowed to uh, offer financial incentives to um, to you know, let's say you know one reason that a person a young mother doesn't want to have the child is that she can't figure out how she could uh, manage it financially. What if if a, a large number of people or an organization or churches or whatever could say? Um, we will provide you a million dollars to not uh, um, uh, abort the child, to go ahead and carry it to term. I'm guessing that that would reverse the incentives on a lot. And also adoptions, having adoptions be a lot easier. um, The law gets gets in the way uh, in many different ways. And so even for adoption, um, there's a lot of times when, uh, you, you might adopt a kid and then the original parents, you know, three years later, be like, Oh, I want my kid back. And it's like, what, you know, <laughs> doesn't work that way, homie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, so, some, a lot of times they do get the kid back. Um, it because, shouldn't work that way, homie. The, because yeah, because the, the way the law works sometimes. Um, uh, yeah, it's so, so it discourages people from adopting because they, they know they might lose the kid. So right. like why even get involved? So the the point that I was getting at was with with the advancement of medical technology, it might be easier. However, let's say mm-hmm. you know, like she goes in uh, to get the procedure done, eight weeks. The it's so early on in the stage of development. Mm-hmm. How much effort needs to be put into keeping that baby, fetus, human, you know, human object yeah. alive? See, I, w- I wouldn't even go there. Um, so, you know, wh- why is she doing that? And and. So I think I think it's important for for it to be viewed as a human life, and so that when she goes in, you know the 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 medical uh, personnel are are going to say, you know, uh, the baby might die, you know, <laughs> and she's okay. going to be like, no, it's just a fetus. Like, no, it's a baby. <laughs> okay. And we, well, and, I, uh, I guess, we still live in the real world where even if that's true, you're going to have you know some sociopath, psychopath that goes, I don't care, fucking kill it. Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and so at that point, um, you have to find out you know, what is the state of mind of this person? Like they're okay with killing something, yeah, uh, or somebody. Um, and maybe that person needs help, you know, <laughs> so maybe. get them help right then instead of, okay. in, instead or, of going to this incentive. procedure. Even a person as callous as that may say, Oh, but a million dollars, um, will persuade me, you know, to, I mean, people will do a lot for a million dollars. Now I'm just, they'll do a lot for number out there, but who knows how much. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. (laughs) That's so true. Um, so offered an incentive. Okay. That doesn't mean that they're going to be a good parent either, but that, that's not, that's another uh, issue entirely. Actually, that's why I like the idea of adoptions, uh, being made streamlined and made a lot easier because, if people don't want to have a child, um, they're not going it's, to be a good parent. It's, that's actually an argument f- 
for people on the left. They said, they will say, well, these people won't be good parents, so they should get abortions. Because <laughs> think about the child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so much better for it to be dead. Yeah. Well, that's There's definitely lot. hypocrisy there somewhere. There, but but that's the way a lot of people on the left think. I get it. That's where that's where that's where a lot of our problems come from. You know, it's better to not have kids because every single kid that exists is bad for the planet. It's like really. Well, it's <laughs> yeah, also bad right. for the welfare state because it's one more mouth to feed. You know, it, that's good for the welfare state. The, the more people on the welfare state, the the bigger it gets, and they love it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's I, so true. That they, how many people have. Have you heard say, well, I, I really don't want to have children because I wouldn't want to raise them in this kind of world. You know, they'll be just eating more uh, plants that insects could be having, you know, or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. I mean, the, no, ca- causing more CO2. That's the big one. Mm. I guess part carbon of carbon footprint. Part of for me with the, the, the incentive argument is I'm not disagreeing with you. I think you're right. Uh, but even that comes with a sense of, of, I want to say moral judgment, right? Like you're deciding that her decision is wrong in your mind and you're trying to persuade her out of it, right? Yeah, and and like I said, mine is, I, I don't know if I want to call it an assumption, but, but for now I will. It's an assumption that it is human life and that it should be uh, protected and, and right. that anybody who claims to be uh, a medical practitioner um, should uh be trying to save life. And so that that's what I want to get across is that if, if it's an abortion clinic, it, it should be labeled as a, a murder house. Like, Oh, are you okay walking into a murder house? Like if you're okay with that, then, <laughs> you know, then you got more serious problems. Than <laughs> okay. So here's the theory that I'm working on then. And I don't even know if I believe it. I was just, again, you know, I'm reading all these articles, listening to all these, you know, things people are saying and reading through social media posts. I'm like, what's, what's another angle? Um, and you brought up murder. And again, we know that murder is wrong morally. Um, but killing is not necessarily wrong morally, right? Like there are justifiable killings and justifiable homicides. Um, and in the modern court system, right? You go, they, when you go to court, they go like, well, Yes, I killed him, Your Honor. However, I had a really good reason, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have to make your case, right? Like the the whole Kyle Rittenhouse thing was, mm-hmm. yeah, I killed I I killed two people and shot a third, um, but here's why I did it, right? And it was it's always the self defense argument is always to protect uh, my own life, you know, or the life of those around me, um, and preserve liberty and yada yada yada. So. If we're going to call it a murder house, what if you just treat it as murder and then justify it after the fact? Like, I'm I am going to go murder this dude or this baby or this fetus or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Um, but I have a really good reason, right? And then if you can justify it, like, you know, if it's a medical procedure or, you know, it's uh, not having the abortion will bring harm or death or or, you know, great bodily injury to the mother, right? Then you go like, well okay, yours was fine. Uh, mm-hmm. But if you can't, yeah. well, then you're on the hook for murder. Sure. KS, you cool with that? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I expected more of a debate, but fantastic. And and honestly, I think uh, w- once you get to that point, um, most people will just, you know, the jury or whatever or the court uh, won't really want to punish them so harshly. Um, you don't think? It's murder. I, it's either murder well, or I know, murder. but uh, yeah. There, premeditated there's there's been i don't know depending like you said depending on the circumstance um murderers that uh have you know walked away okay. or you know whatever so i've got one more take then that i want to run by you if you well you you could say um the defense for killing is um self-defense it is and uh, and you could say that well if the the fetus jeopardized the life of the mother, and there's always a chance that, of that. That's why I brought. That's why I brought up that doctor who's done thousands of abortions, and he said that even in the case mm. that it's threatening the mother, you bring the baby to term. You don't kill it inside the womb and then bring it out piece by piece. Mm. Right. So if it's if it's murder, then you have to, it has to be justified, 
Uh, if it's not murder, right, then, you know, then do what you want. Um, but I, un- I understand, MC, that your moral opinion is that it's generally murder, right? And that's, that's the angle that we take of on that. Um, right, right. It's, to, to me, it's, it's mostly women trying to uh, skirt their responsibility, um, and that's not a valid uh, concern of mine. For you, so, yes. Okay. Yeah, and I think that's a, a really elegant point to bring into this, that when people have sex, I don't think, well, I think it's probably extremely rare that people don't associate sex with birth. You know that that's how children are created, and that when you have it, it happens, but it's rare. <laughs> well, um, but I mean the, the the thought that you that you have it uh, when when you have sex that is um, the conscious act that you're taking that uh, risk that a human being could be created. Yeah, I I don't want to disagree with you, but it, human beings are one of like a handful of species that have sex for pleasure, right, and not just mating. Oh, I think all of them have sex just for pleasure. I don't think uh, the the dog and the cat know that they're doing it for for to have to have offspring. They oh. do it because their hormones tell them, "Oh, you you hump." Yeah, <laughs> right. But then and there's the, there's a mating it feels season. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and that's all biologically, uh, genetically pr- triggered. It's, it's right. Not, uh, and I'm, and what I'm suggesting is humans don't have a mating season. Well, I think you could probably find some in the animal world that don't have a particular season for mating. Right. That's what I'm saying. But there, there's, it's a, it's a, I want to say, say it's a small minority, you know, that are, are built like humans that do it like humans, where it, it can be for pleasure, regardless of, you know, the, the hormonal impetus to procreate. The risk is there always. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I don't, you know, there, there are other reasons is what I'm suggesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. Oh, that they that they do it. Yeah, but that <clears throat> um but I don't think that necessarily then excuses the fact that they they that they know that well, I mean, I I could imagine a uh, 100 years ago in remote provinces of of Africa or even now in remote provinces of Africa where people may not know the connection between sex and and giving birth, but sure. I think Throughout history and throughout the world, ninety nine percent of people know that uh, that's how babies are born. Okay. Yeah. So if 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 abortion isn't labeled murder, then you run the risk of saying that abortion is the responsible thing to do. Um, and it could be. And yeah, that's in China. In China, that's definitely what um, was the mandate. You know, to be a good citizen, you didn't have more than one child and if you, and if of course you're having sex all the time then you get abortion all the time yeah that was definitely the, the social um fascinating film on that called one child nation if you haven't seen it yet i highly recommend it okay. <clears throat> how the policy for years didn't, since Deng xiaoping of the one child policy was to you know uh, yeah it left china with a whole bunch of single dudes <laughs> yeah 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 right but but what I'm what I'm saying uh, to to MC is, yes, it it could lead to that where it becomes like the the right thing to do or the moral thing to do, um, but that that could very easily be be within that individual's moral scope. Mm-hmm. That's just different from yours, right? Right. And so and and I still and I still think they're fucked up. So okay. <laughs> so I, I would say take responsibility for your actions. And they would say, "Well, I am. I'm getting an abortion." It's like, no, stop, stop having sex and stop creating humans that you want to kill. Okay, you know? yeah, <laughs> you could you could absolutely say that. Uh, yeah. let, let me throw one more angle at you because uh, this is the other this is the other side of it that I've been, I guess, working on the thought. And how how better to articulate what's going through my head than to do it, you know, live on Clubhouse during a live broadcast? Uh, we have another concept uh, called like power of attorney or agency to the effect, right? And if someone is on life support and unable to make medical decisions for themselves, uh, we go like, well, this dude or this chick is the one we are going to allow to make those medical decisions, right? We, we have, she has been deemed, you know, qualified to make that medical decision, 
Um, and so when it comes to an unborn fetus or, a, uh, you know, unborn human baby, right. Who, who, who's making decisions for that baby? Because I, I hope we can agree that the baby doesn't yet have the agency to make decisions for itself. Um, and if we're saying like, well, the default is the parent. And in this case, the mother, then we have to respect the mother's power of attorney, power of agency, um, when it comes to medical decisions for herself and the, the unborn fetus child. And if she goes like, nope, I, I making the decision to abort it, right? Like we can, we can no longer afford to keep this guy on life support. The medical bills are too great. Doctor pulled the plug, right? I can, I know that in my financial situation, I cannot bring, I cannot uh, financially, uh, realistically bring a child into this world and, you know, and care for it. Pull the plug. Similar? Different? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> KS? He stepped out. So I think we should oh. move on to some um, articles. Well, how unfortunate, because that was the other that was the other angle that I was hoping to get some feedback. If, if on. you want to expound on it, that's that's fine. Go. There's for it. there's no other expounding. I needed I needed sure. to like bounce the ideas off of people qualified to answer, you know, the thought. And you guys are you know two of the smartest people in my circle right now. So I figured, oh, who better? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> Fucking dummies around here. <laughs> who knows if it comes up tomorrow on free talk live i'm fucking running with it um but still like th- those are the thoughts that i had right it's it's if it's going to be murder then you still you still have to allow it and then you have to be able to justify it in in terms of self-defense right like sure not and- doing this means my life was in danger um and then the second one as i just said is who who else has medical agency over the unborn fetus if not the mother to make mm-hmm. that medical decision and if she has agency you know people pull the plug on on loved ones all the time and that's mm-hmm. it would be similar to that maybe a little mm-hmm. bit more gruesome the way the procedure is um but still medical agency defaults would default to the to the mother in this case and yeah. so and, and i would still say it's you know the vast majority of time it's not a medical issue it's uh it's um it's it's trying to get out of a responsibility. I get it. That's that's you know, and in that case, then you know, we 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 do. I think what we do have to do is you know, as a society or a nation or whatever you want to call it, uh, the collective needs to do better in in handling that issue. And okay. I think you know, if if the government wasn't so heavy handed in it, then there would be more uh, free market solutions or. Uh, 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 religious uh, solutions, churches, and uh, stuff like that coming in to fill the gaps. I like that more than the first thing you said, which was we have to collectively come to a better understand. Like, no, we don't. It's this is you know, I don't I don't want to collectively do anything with anybody because they they obviously think so different from me, right? And I have no desire to move them in my direction. Um, nor do I care too much if they're breeding. Maybe right. the collective action that he's talking about is no action. That 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 uh, tolerance that people need to be tolerating a whole lot of different kinds of response. I I, I mean I see what he's saying. Not not a positive collective action, but a negative collective action. Meaning, we laissez faire. We let people um, provide solutions in a lot of unexpected ways as opposed to the government just stepping in and saying, no, this is the way it's got to be done, and you can't do this, you can't do that. Right. And back to the original issue of, you know, repealing Roe versus Wade, I do think that it's not the, you know, it's a step in the right direction, if not the, even though it's not the ultimate solution, right? Because it takes it out of the hands of the feds, gives it to the states, the states, you know, you can, they can fight, you know, interstate on a more local level, and then so on and so far. You know, like the, again, the less, the less state involvement you have in any aspect of your life, the better. Yeah, I actually, um, I, I tend to favor the, the state federal solution as opposed, I mean, the states, um, being allowed to do it in their own way than the federal government mandating something because, uh, you know, but I had the opposite reaction when it was, um, Ron Paul calling for, um, okay, we'll eliminate, um, the um, 
the drug laws, that was good, okay. Um, but leave it over to the states, which was, well, something I still didn't like, you know, that states would do it. But that was still better than having the federal government mandate it for everybody. Well, but it, the, the argument holds, KS, just move to the state that has the drug laws you want, right? You yeah, I mean, pick up but move. Of, of course, yeah. You know, but if the if the federal government uh, said um, uh, made marijuana legal across the country and said that the states couldn't make it illegal, I'd be okay with that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, but it's it's the opposite direction. It's whether it's a positive action or a negative action is, is what I think I'm getting at. Yeah, and I would I would suggest that in that case there are anti-government, uh, anti-drug people, right, who may not want to be in a state where there could be a stoner or a, a crack house or a meth lab on every corner, right? They may choose they, a state that goes like, all that stuff's banned. If you don't want, if you're anti-drug and you don't want to be around that, like, this is the state for you, right? And having um, a federal yeah. prohibition removes that guy's option um good point um yeah i wonder if a, if a, yeah you're right maybe a federal mandate across the board saying uh, marijuana cannot be illegal i don't think that would get in the way of private covenants where let's say a community um by mutual consent uh, consent among among all the members of the community like a, a association a homeowners yeah. association says that, well we're not going to allow drugs in this neighborhood as they do with uh, with fireworks or or alcohol yeah. or um, pornography or something so just move that back over to the abortion thing and like private covenant community we're not going to have any clinics we're not going to have anybody in our community that does that sort of thing and boom you're insulated from the rest of the world uh who allows it and where the government actually just begs people to get into the fight and make it uh, an outrageous thing is because they require they re, if it's a if the abortion is a medical procedure, then they require taxpayers to pay for the medical procedure. So then they're requiring somebody who doesn't believe in it to pay for somebody else's uh, abortion. Of course, that's if they didn't insist on using taxpayers' money for all of their things, then. Uh, I mean, even to, let's say, to subsidize uh, Planned Parenthood or whatever, um, they'd be uh, inviting a lot less um, trouble. Yeah. Yes. But that's that's exactly my point that I pointed out in the beginning, is is that the, the, the abortion issue is controlled opposition. It's, it's creating a divide where none needs to exist. <laughs> so, well, yeah. so that, so that they, you can have the left and the right perpetually and that's uh how they divide us so okay mm -hmm. it may it may be it may be controlled opposition insofar as it's being put out there now um but it's definitely well, it's definitely I mean, the whole, a divide that the whole thing is sure by by the left insisting that taxpayer dollars go to it they're creating the the right opposition to that understood and, and, and they love it because that gives them more power because then you have to pick a side <laughs> understood and I think that's that's another leftist tactic, right? It's not that I just want the right to something. It's because I have the right to something, I want it to be paid for and I want it to be free, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. that's a whole separate issue, right? Yeah, but it's done. It's, I think it's done intentionally by the left and the right to uh, to force people to take sides. Yeah, and I'm not disagreeing with that. I'm saying you're right. It's being forcibly done in this case to for people to pick sides. But I also don't think you're ever going to get the left and the right to come to an agreement um, on the issue, ever. Right? By design, though. What's that? By design. Sure. Well, I mean, by design, but, I mean, you already have a moral opposition to the, to the procedure itself, right? Mm -hmm. And you are not going to be convinced that it's anything but murder in most mm -hmm. instances, right? right? And there are people out there that don't even agree with that statement mm -hmm. and it's it's incommensurable differences you are never going to persuade them that it's murder and they are never going to persuade you that it's not yeah but and by the right the, then then saying uh well if it's it, it's a, it's a tax issue now and that 
that we have that you have to pick the right because it's a tax tax issue that and and so they're they're happy that the left is making it uh you know making the government you know i, I that's that's the conspiracy theory yeah. side of it yeah. is the, is that they're they're making it into an issue which which must be uh a side left or right you know even even you know even if you don't really care if if mothers are killing their babies um you might still care that they're stealing from you to do this. Yes. And that's the conspiracy aspect of it and the tax side of it. We're on the same page, but they, they do it. it, It's, it's controlled opposition, but they have to pick divisive issues where there is no common ground to be reached. Mm -hmm. And this is one of those issues where there is never going to be to the end of time, right? Common ground to be reached. So you, you, you pick your side, you make it whatever, you know, what you make it about whatever it is you want it to be made about. And then, you know, you, you dig in your heels or you don't, right? We, some, ironically, um, some months ago, there's an, an old, like Louis CK, uh, comedy special. Um, you familiar with the comic? Either of you? No. Okay. Well, you're missing out then. Cause he's pretty funny. I think so. Um, but he, he opens up this like hour long special on the abortion issue and the the punchline is basically well it's one of two things right it's either murder and killing babies or it's just taking a shit right like there's no in between it's one or the other and if you're one of those people who believe well it's just it's it's the equivalent of taking a shit well then of course you're up in arms and you can't understand why people would be protesting outside of abortion clinics and you know holding signs and picketing and whatever but if you believe that it's murder and killing babies, then why aren't you out there in front of abortion clinics, you know, protesting this and being all up in arms about the murders that are taking place inside, out in the open, as it were. So there's, there's, there's never going to be a happy medium. It's just, what do you personally believe? Right. I, I don't know. I like, I can't, I can't believe that. I mean, in, except for the very rare circumstances where, where it would be the equivalent of taking a shit. So I met somebody who had uh, 11 abortions and she was pregnant again and she was crying about it. So the fact that she's crying about it means she, she understands the consequences of it. Okay. <laughs> right. It's obviously a bigger deal than taking a shit. Okay. Uh, otherwise she would just go take a shit and she wouldn't be crying about it. Right. So I think you also missed the fact that this was a stand up com- comedy special. Oh, sure. Obviously. Yeah. But I mean, the, <laughs> and it's not meant to be taken all that literally, but just the idea that there's no middle ground. And, and I don't think there is a middle ground. That's why I call it murder. That's you know? what I'm saying. It's, <laughs> it's, but on the other side, me, on the other side, they don't. And I, because I, it's so I call, I call bullshit on that. I don't think there is another side. Okay. I think it's people that would rather uh, murder somebody than take responsibility for their actions. Okay. And there are lots of people like that. Um, you, you put a, you know, I mean, I, I think that's, that's what um, allows people to kill people in, in, in like in uh, Germany, for example, Okay, uh, the Nazis, you know, killing people. It's like uh, the taking responsibility and not, hitting the switch to gas people maybe would have meant them getting fired or killed themselves, you know? So, okay. Well, it's easier to kill people than it is to take responsibility and do the right thing. And so they just do it, you know, <laughs> there's, okay. and there, there's way more of those people out there than thinking, Oh, it just doesn't matter. It obviously matters. Okay. But it's, so, so you, you, think that the, you think the people on the left know that it's murder and are just justifying it away as opposed to not viewing it the same way you, you do. Uh, I think, I think they're, I think they're mischaracterizing it. They're lying. They're lying about what they're doing because to them, uh, having the ability to get around responsibility is more important than okay. uh, other people's lives. All right. One more libertarian question then uh, along that train of thought. Um, Who's the victim and how are they restituted if we are going to call it murder? Like, what's the societal consequence? Libertarian world, you can't put them in jail because they're not a threat to the rest of society, right? I mean, in, so in the case of an, uh, an abortion clinic, 
um, you could just hold them accountable, and th- that would be that. And then accountable there would be no to abortion. There would like the do- the doctor at the abortion clinic performs the abortion, right? Who's who is going to who has standing to bring charges against him, and how how do they expect to be compensated? I don't know anybody. I mean, if if you not if anybody, I go, if, if I go down to the beach and and you know brutally murder some homeless dude uh, on, on camera and that you know doesn't have any family or anything that can be found, um, should I be in jail? It's like, yeah. <laughs> And and the difference with that is I would suggest that the dude who brutally murders a homeless dude, um, there you could provide evidence that he is a threat to overall society, right? Like, you you should definitely kill that dude because he could go on killing other people. No, just killing more homeless, uh, useless uh, homeless people cluttering up the beach. Well, that, in that case, yeah. <laughs> what do I care? <laughs> It might make, make, make Waikiki look better. I don't know. <laughs> no, that's that's insanity. And and well, but again, how, who? How do you restitute the victim? You know, the, it, with without without j- uh, modern day justice, and you know the 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 jail system, the prison industrial complex system, right? The libertarian philosophy has always been restitutive restitutive justice, right? You have to make the victim whole again. <laughs> Well, yeah, here's, it's here's impossible if they're dead. <laughs> if, yeah, if they're, um, well, yeah, but usually victim, there's someone who has standing to, yeah, to bring the, a claim. the mother. <laughs> you have to rest, the mother has to give restitution to the mother then, <laughs> the nearest, next of kin. Okay. <laughs> That's bizarre to me. <laughs> right? I mean, it's the logical conclusion, but isn't that weird? Yeah. How does that, how does, how does that even work? Well, what about the father? <laughs> Good yeah, question. Yeah. 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 So maybe that's the answer. Well, you, you, now the, you got to pay the father because you you killed his kid. <laughs> Fine, I'm okay and, with that too. <laughs> brothers and sisters, and maybe. So maybe so so then abortion can only happen if both the mother and the father agree on it. If the, I think that would be a better solution than just abortion is just okay no matter what. It's just go it's with just that. Like taking a shit. <laughs> I think I would say that that was probably a step in the right direction. Right. Right. At least if if the if the father has standing. Right, and I'm sure in a lot of the in a lot of the cases, right, they they may not know, right? They may not know it's theirs. There's no way to prove it's theirs initially, right? You have to do some testing after the fact to to even grant them the standing to do that. Um, but it it may not even be theirs. Who knows, right? That's that is one concept that my mom that my mom always like passed down to me. It was like only the mother knows for sure. Right, like we we know that the baby is the mother's baby because it came out of the mother. The father, sure. mm-hmm. eh, you don't know, right? Well, even she may not know if she had multiple sex partners. Right. Well, but she knows it's hers. Oh yeah, yeah, she knows right. it's hers. But she even multiple sex partners, she doesn't is, know yeah. who the father is. So you, right. so you got so all you know, however many men there are, right, are going to you know like go through the testing like, well, she killed it, and I want some money. So let's go ahead and DNA test it to see if it was mine. So I might be able to get paid off of this. Right. Mm. I don't, I don't know. How do I want to put this? I don't know the, the statistical numbers for abortions that happen within like an established married couple, um, you know, family home versus single mother. Oops. You know what I mean? Like too young, too poor not in the right socioeconomic class going down to the planned parenthood type of a situation. Does that make sense? Yeah, sure. I, I don't know if it, if the numbers matter that much, but well, if it's, if it's a, if it's, if you're talking about like who has standing the father, right. It's, it's less likely that a, a married couple, right. Aren't going to get on the same page. Yeah. But at the same time, you, you know, there is a father. Yeah. But you, you know, you you know that there's a male figure around, at least. So is it okay to kill the baby as long as uh, the father doesn't know about it? <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. like maybe maybe it should be required. Like, well, we have to find out who the father is before we kill this baby. <laughs> okay. How long is that going to take? Right. Uh, well, if it's nine months or 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 less. <laughs> 
Fair enough. Because <laughs> after nine months, well, it, now it's <laughs> now it's not even a question. <laughs> I get it, but if you're if you're talking if you're if you're then going to go back to, um, like at what stage can this you know medical procedure be performed safely with the least amount of pain and suffering to you know the quote unquote victim, right? You probably want to take care of it earlier on before they start sensing pain and start sucking their thumbs and growing fingers and whatever. Maybe, right? maybe. I'll read through the headlines, and we'll maybe do one. You ready? Ready. Headline, destroying food to fight climate change is madness and a conceit that could prove (laughs) fatal. Uh, Headline, Biden's Ministry of Truth is another propaganda tool. Yep. Headline, why a wealth tax is a bad idea. Uh, Headline, why social issues dominate. Uh, headline, yet another study blames food companies for parental choices. Uh, headline, Austrians have been correct about big tech. Elon Musk just proved them right. And finally, headline, Maine's ban on these nuts might be unconstitutional. It's a license plate, vanity plate. <laughs> uh, I, I want a wealth tax because I want more people to protest tax, taxes. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And it's just like in, in, in Hawaii, I, I want a property tax because uh, that's how the, the, uh, the, the wealthy elite in, in Hawaii uh, get away with uh, ta- taxing uh, the, the tourists and the, the workers because it, the taxes don't affect them as much. Like if, if you're wealthy already, and yeah, just come to Hawaii. Property taxes are lowest in the nation. And you can just, you know, <laughs> live out your life and and uh, and have everybody else struggling around you to provide you with what you need. Um, and so I'm I'm actually in that situation myself, uh, even though uh, I rent. So, <laughs> so okay, explain if you if you don't want to go into personal details, fine. But how are you in that position yourself as a renter? Because your rent's going up because of the high because no. of raising property taxes. No, my, my rent's kind of ir- irrelevant. My, okay. my, my, my point is for, for people who are working for a living, um, a lot of their money goes to taxes. Okay. And so they will just, you know, they, they have a hard time getting out of uh, poverty. Basically, uh, Hawaii is a, like a, a big real estate market and it seems like everybody's into real estate because that's the way to make money. And um, for people who are, you know, at the, bottom end of the economic ladder, um, it's really hard to uh, even dream of owning a home in Hawaii. I mean, like, I think the average cost of a house in Hawaii is $1.1 million now or something like mm-hmm. that. It's, it's gone it's up. It's crazy. Yep. Yeah. Okay. So, so how, would a, how would a wealth tax ease that burden if Hawaii is already one of the lowest property tax burdens? Oh, no. I don't, I don't think it would, but... I, what I like to point out is that um, there, there's people. It, it's it's more of like a fair fairness thing. Um, okay. Well, wealthy pay, wealthy people don't have to pay much taxes because they're not making much income. They've already got it, and they're uh, living off of. Uh, well, they could buy a house, rent out a few rooms, and not have to do anything, or rent out a whole house or whatever. So it's okay. big real estate. Uh, to me, it's like a. It's it's the opposite of what happens in in New Hampshire. So in New Hampshire they have high property tax, right? Uh, but all the other taxes are, are pretty low, or or non-existent, and mostly and so non-existent. The ones that matter are non-existent. So there's no way to get around, uh, you know, for for wealthy people, there's no way to get around uh, the the tax. They can't they can't pin it on the little guy okay. because the little guy can avoid it by just getting a smaller place. Um, okay. And, and, uh, you know, there's the taxes are obviously built into the cost of where they live, okay. but that's how it is for everybody. And so, you know, a, a wealthy person buys a $2 million, $5 million house, whatever, um, they're, they're going to be contributing, uh, to their government, even though it's, I think it's still way too high. You know, I'd like, I'd like to see it go down to 1% and the, and the size of the government and the, and the services that it offers shrink dramatically. Okay. Um, but, um, but I still think it's, uh, I don't know, a better way of doing it. Okay. Um, yeah, we could debate about that all day long, but, but my point is in, in Hawaii, they really stick it to the tourists. They stick it to, uh, 
the the working class like those are those are the people that they they affect most when when they when when they say oh well, we need to raise taxes they're they're not doing it to themselves because okay. they're all rich they're all in, they're all in real estate um and that's just how the market is in hawaii okay i th- i think i understand what you're saying um i don't hmm, how do i want to put this i still wouldn't push for more taxes on the wealthy sure. Um, sure, sure. because depending on how they got there, right. They have, they have theoretically paid their fair share along the way towards building that wealth by providing equal value into the market. Right. And even if the and and because of they, they've made the, you know, proper financial decisions throughout that have allowed them to purchase the couple of million dollar homes. Right. And then make further financial decisions in their favor by renting it out and avoiding, you know, the the uh, property taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, that sounds like a good thing to me, right? That incentivizes yeah. good decision making throughout an, a lifetime, instead of leaning on tax handouts paid for by those people who have already contributed to society greatly. Yeah, I mean, uh, I don't know how should I say. It. I'm not. I'm not saying you're wrong, okay. it's, but it, it is a game. And if you play the game, right. Um, you know, if you get into real estate and you do well, then, then you'll, you'll be happy that this form of taxation is, uh, is here. Um, yeah, I, I, I just think, I just think what it does though is, is it, is it punishes people that are, that are working for a living and, uh, have a hard time getting, you know, try to save up for a down payment, on a house is 20%. Yeah. By the time you get to 20%, it's gone up another 50% and then and you yeah. still can't buy the house and you have to wait another five years to save up that money and you'll just never get it. You know, it's like, so a couple of things there, right? Just like we started off the show. Uh, good thing. We live in a society where you can just up and move, right? Stop right. saving up and for a house, save up. And so for that's a what ticket. happens. Yeah. And that's what happens. And so, so it, so Hawaii does tra- attract people who already have money, uh, okay. And they're wanting to retire, whatever. And so, like I said, it's, it's just, it's a big game. I yeah. just don't, I just don't think the game that is being played in Hawaii is good for uh, uh, poor people. And it might not be, but that, then that's not where poor people should be, right? That's true. And that's, let, <laughs> let those wealthy homeowners find another housekeeper. And, and that's why to, I said. And have to pay them more, you know, as, as stock, as, you know, labor shortages inc- are incurred. Right. And and that's why I said I'm I'm uh, in a, in a good position for for myself. It would actually probably be more expensive for me in in New Hampshire if if I went that route because uh, well they they tax property and I want a little bit of property yeah <laughs> whether I'm renting or buying and it could and you know as an investment I I talked to a real uh, real estate agent in Hawaii who happened to be from New Hampshire. It was just ironic or worked out oh, yeah. that way when I was there. Um, and she basically said, even though property is way more expensive in Hawaii, if you're looking at it as an investment, it's still better to pay the pay the uh, pay the higher the price premium, yeah. in Hawaii mm-hmm. because it will appreciate in value faster, and the taxes are less. Exactly. So if you if you came to New Hampshire, you wouldn't you could move here and you could get a piece of property here for personal use, uh, but any investment property should be elsewhere, basically. All right. And and interestingly, when there's a bubble pop, you know, like there was in the 2008 recession, when housing prices went down, they almost didn't budge here in Hawaii because they've got such tight control on the land use that, uh, you know, the shortage of supply so that uh, it's it's a very good investment going up and it, uh, the risk is very minimal. Right. And I'll, I'll share this and then we'll wrap it up because we're a little bit over time. My general fear is that when the current bubble pops, um, the, what what people see will be mitigated by the inflation, right? The value will go down, the price will not. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. That I mean, I've just seen, they, they passed this new raise in the minimum wage. They say, oh, they're real proud that in a couple of years, it's going to be up to $18 an hour. And um, But, you know, you compare that to 8.5% inflation, it's, it's they're... They're creating the inflation, and the inflation reduces the wage all the time. Right, and they look like the good guys by raising the minimum wage. And yeah, right. and New Hampshire and doesn't it, have a state yeah. minimum wage. They it's at the federal level, 
um, the functional minimum wage is 15 plus, right? You, you drive, you drive down some of the, um, business areas and like McDonald's fucking Dunkin' Donuts, Burger King, Taco Bell. It's like, we start at $15 an hour plus a sign on bonus, like on the marketing sign where they're supposed to have like the, the menu specials. Like that's mm-hmm. what you see. So the, the functional minimum wage has moved. Um, and I think it, uh, inflation exacerbates that. Anyway. How close are you to going to McDonald's to work? Yeah. Uh, as far man, you know, <laughs> <laughs> not that, not pretty far away. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Cause my, my yeah, we, job we, is I, so I know your situation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll, I'll tell you, I think chaos knows my situation, but we'll wrap the show and then I'll explain to you if you need to hear it. Chaos. Um, okay. Any final thoughts? Nope. Nope. All right. Thank you very much for listening, everybody. You guys know where to find us. Anarchistexperience.com on Telegram, t.me slash anarchistexperience or t.me slash the anarchistexperience. And if you would like to contribute to this show financially, you can do so through Patreon, patreon.com slash the anarchistexperience. Thank you very much for listening. I will talk to you all next week. Peace. Aloha.